Murray Olds, Aussie correspondent with us, Mars. Uh, afternoon, Heather. So is Eddie going or what? I like it. And um, if that's the case, Eddie Jones is as low as you can get. He's about as credible as a vegetarian shark. He had the, <clears throat> If he is going, uh, at this stage there's been no confirmation other than, <clears throat> pardon me, every sporting outlet over here is reporting that Jones has... Uh, well, they're quoting Japanese media reports. Jones has signed a deal. Uh, he's on his way home. And uh, according to the Japanese media reports that have been quoted here, Eddie Jones is all set to quit the Wallabies as early as this week and move to Japan and coach the Japanese rugby team. And this after a disastrous campaign in France at the World Cup, after Eddie left behind all the experience, took a bunch of children to France and then had the temerity, if this is the case and he is going... He had the gall to sit there and rip into that journalist who broke the story. He said, oh, you're unpatriotic, all you people. Denied it, you know, <laughs> until he was blue in the face. I mean, it's just, if this is the case, I'm not sure what it says about the business acumen and the brains of Rugby Australia, who not only dumped that Kiwi coach, Dave Rennie, who was, you know, a safe pair of hands. Perhaps he wasn't setting the Australian public on fire, but... Bloody hell, Eddie Jones certainly won't if he's on the first plane to Tokyo. <laughs> but, I mean, they're going to be dark on him, aren't they? Because by the sounds of things, they sat him down, asked for a please explain, and he swore he swore to McLennan that he wasn't going to Japan. And to Phil War. Phil War is the brand-new uh, uh, boss of Australian rugby, but he's been, you know, he, he answers to the board and McLennan. And Eddie Jones said, and Phil War was questioned about it. He said, look, I take Eddie at his word. What wah That worked out really well. <laughs> okay, so when do we find out? What's look, the next sure. date? Not sure, Heather. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm not even sure when the Wallabies, well, the wannabes, the want-to-bees, <laughs> the wobblies get home, uh, to be honest. Uh, um, but um, Mars, haven't they been on a plane for days? <laughs> but probably you're going to bypass Australia and end up in Vanuatu. Yeah, that, they don't want to be wise. seen. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, listen, tell me about this Australian Chinese journalist who's been released. Uh, completely out of the blue, nearly uh, well, 1154 days in a Beijing prison because uh, she's an Australian uh, journalist, a Chinese Australian journo. She was working up in China uh, on a government television station. She was a very well known and very well respected presenter. Uh, in a country that, you know, 1.4 billion people potentially would look at Cheng, uh, uh, Chung Lei every night. And she was locked up, um, allegedly, because she was sharing state secrets. Uh, no trial, no... Um, if there was a trial, we didn't know much about it. If there was a verdict, we knew nothing about that either. She was simply locked up uh, with, the, you know, her two Australian children... Uh, every time the new uh, Albanese administration had the chance under the auspices of Penny Wong, who was Australia's foreign minister, she brought this matter up, not just uh, with Chung Lei, but there's a, a number of other Australian Chinese people are also in prison. And completely out of the blue, I mean, Canberra only learned in the last fortnight of a deal that would allow this woman's release. And here she is, she turned up uh, yesterday afternoon on a flight uh, from uh, from Beijing, I think it was, or from Shanghai, I beg your pardon. Amazing. Uh, she was accompanied on the flight by the Australian ambassador. Uh, she was met by Penny Wong at Melbourne Airport. So why she was locked up, we can only speculate, but um, perhaps it wasn't coincidental that it, she was locked up a, a, around the very time that Scott Morrison was suggesting would be a good idea to have an inquiry into where COVID came from. Yeah, interesting. Um, Mars, listen, the significance of Albo going to meet the Jewish community mm. and, and pledging them safety, 
Mm. What, I mean, are they feeling under threat in Australia, are they? Oh, very much, very much. We've got armed guards at Sydney schools, for goodness sake. Uh, mm. I imagine it's the same in Melbourne. I mean, the, the, the temperature has amped up significantly here in this country, particularly after we saw those handful of morons uh, on Monday night outside the Opera House, you know, down with Jews, down with, you know, Israel, yep. burning of the, the Israeli flag. Um, so Anthony Albanese went from Uluru to Melbourne last night, met the St Kilda Hebrew community, uh, a very significant address at the uh, synagogue. He said, listen, uh, the Australian government has your back. We are going to keep you safe and we're going to keep you secure. At the same time Elbow was in Melbourne, they, we had nearly 10,000 people gather at a park in Sydney's eastern suburbs, Heather. Uh, and um, basically it was there, there were lots of uh, politicians there, state, federal, local, but overwhelmingly the Jewish community came out and uh, basically it was a show of solidarity. Uh, on Sunday there's a big rally planned for Hyde Park in the city. They're going to have uh, hundreds and hundreds of police at that rally because it's being organised by the same mob that, that marched through the street on Monday and ended, up, and ended up at the Opera House. And police say there's no way known they're going to allow another march through town. So watch this space. It could be on for young and old on Sunday. Let's hope not. Oh, ugly stuff. Hey, Murray, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's Murray Olds, Australia Correspondent. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.